Happy holidays! This is Deidre Shen from Cap Show, and I'm joined by my co-founder, Bonarai. Hello, happy holidays. This is going to be a little bit of a different episode, as you can probably tell already, because it's, you know, with the holidays here, it's a bit of a, a time of reflection and we've been doing a lot of reflecting over the last few months, really mm. the whole quarter. <laughs> and we've made a lot of changes. We, Some of you who've been on the journey with us probably know a lot of what's been happening, but we thought we'd use this moment to think about something or talk about something that we've really been trying to think deeply about mm. and figure out ourselves. We haven't yet figured it out. So this is almost a cathartic episode. <laughs> yes. We're welcoming you into a, one of our little team meetings where we yeah. talk about this. And what really came about is at the time of recording this, we literally the week before this mm. goes live. So over the weekend, we actually went to Waco. Yes. It was my first time. Yes. Waco, Texas, which mm. is, I don't know if a lot of people know much about Waco, Texas. It doesn't strike me <laughs> that people would, but again, I know very little about these things. <laughs> okay. So basically the whole story to leading up to this is that we have some really good friends who, um, here in Austin and they are huge fans of the show Fixer Upper, which I had no idea. We did not know about mm -hmm. this at all, but they were like, okay, there's this show called Fixer Upper. Actually, they didn't even give us any context. They were just like, hey, you want to come to this thing in Waco on the weekend? We're just like, yeah, sure. Whatever. Yeah. I and just my calendar saying Waco. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then before then we were like, Oh, just tell us a little bit more about what we're doing. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, it's Chip and jo Joanna, Joanna, I think Gaines, have the show called Fixer Up and they do up houses for clients all in Waco. Based, mm. And basically they created this, I don't know, this, what would you call it? Destination, <laughs> yeah, with a ton of different uh, components to it. Like yes. they've got a cafe, they've got a bakery, they've got shops and they were doing this Christmas themed thing mm. at this destination in Waco. And our friends were just really excited to go because they're huge fans. Mm. And so we're like, cool. Yep, we'll head over there. And the cool thing was we were like, they were like, okay, before you go, you should watch at least one episode of Fixer Upper. Mm. I was like, okay, cool. Watch one episode of Fixer And you watched three, right? I ended up watching three because yeah. I love feel good. I, I mean, I do love renovation shows, yes. just, <laughs> let's be honest. And so it was good though because I had a bit of an idea going into, into their destinations called sil Silos at Waco about what the – what it was that they were trying to build mm. and it was really cool because going into that I immediately got this sense of community around it which is really it's not something that happens a lot uh you know it's not like you go into any kind of destination and maybe you do when it is a destination because mm. sorry in my mind I was thinking like a Dunkin Donuts it's not like you feel like a sense yeah. of community going into just anything mm. but this definitely had I thought a sense of community. I don't know about you, Bonner. No, you didn't yeah. watch any Fixer Upper, so you well, had no, nothing going into it. Yeah, you know? I was going to say, I really just had the very, I think I had the the summary from you and when you'd watched it. So it was actually not a bad thing, I guess, for me to almost be the control around not having watched the show, not really knowing all of that background, not really understanding Waco, Texas as a thing. Yeah. And I would agree with you to say immediately what smacked me in the face in a good way, I think, was the sense of family, because that's really what these guys are all about. And I think it was just because it's quite thoughtfully curated, the space. Mm -hmm. And that is immediately obvious. So yes. to your point, a Dunkin' Donuts or a McDonald's or any of these other places, they do have design and layout, but it's not, it's necessarily, it's not necessarily designed for you to come and stay there for as long as possible and feel yes. connected. It's like to do something for you, which yeah. is to give you your food or your coffee. Yes, for sure. And so that got me thinking about this whole, because we've definitely been 
struggling with this community word. I know that, what was it, like probably two months ago, not even. I don't know yeah, how many weeks, weeks ago. Weeks, yep. Yeah. We were sitting down and I was like, I literally, because I was exhausted by this time. And I was like, I know we have to crack this nut, this community nut. Mm. And I was like, not, I think I, I was so overwhelmed yeah. by what community means and how we bring it to life for Capture. And the thing that, and I know that people listening to this might be like, but what do you mean? Capture has such a strong community around it. And I think we do. But I just, I don't know how it happened. Mm. And I don't know what, and I, and to be honest, it scares me because in a way it's, if you don't know how it happened, you don't know how to replicate it. You don't know how to make it sustainable. That was all the things that were going through my mind. And I was like, is the community just the fact that we have this thing on heartbeat that, and it's like a digital gathering place for people. Is that what it is? Mm. And because I'm going to be honest, I don't, I don't know if that's a place that I myself personally want to be spending time in. Mm. And so I was just going through this a little bit of a community crisis (laughs) around (laughs) (laughs) of a cap show. Um, So that's kind of what we want to talk about. Yeah, I think it's a really big one because to your point, a lot of communities do start organically, I think. I don't really know the the fixed rapper story or any of these other people who've done it really well. Sure, I think there's going to be a handful of people that think very intentionally to go, that's the end game. But it seems like a lot of the time that organic magic that just happens and people start to coalesce around you or the idea or whatever it is starts to happen. And then you go into the mode of like, oh, okay, we've actually got people here that we want to serve. I think that's where it started even for us at Heartbeat to Mm. say, okay, there's all these people now. I think the, the, the difference, D, if I may, was probably that we, as a software company, when you were first starting out, we made ourselves very available to our people because we wanted to build the product. We're very product focused, but, and we made ourselves available. And when you make yourselves available, you create connection. And when you create connection, there's just naturally a sense of community. I look back on those early days now, we weren't connecting with people that had all this time in the world. They were joining us for beta testing calls between meetings or between like on school pickup, like just before school pickup. And so mm. the, people were making time because of the connection, I think. Yeah. So I think that's where it starts for a lot of, and then executing against is the hard part. Yes. And I think that's where we're in the, we've done it somewhat, yes. let's say, and it's not ideal is what we're feeling. So yeah. now we're just going back to basics to say, hang on a minute, what is community? And maybe the gathering place is really just a, a final sort of, I don't know, consideration, a, a big consideration. But that's probably not the starting point. Yeah. And that's something that I do want to, this was a big one for me. And I hope, and I don't know if people are listening to, if, if you're listening to this and going like, well, duh, DJ, this is, but a big one for me was like, I guess I always in my mind thought the community was you start with the place. Mm. And I think I was saying to you, Bonnie, before we even hit record that it was like, I don't know if that was something that just came out because of COVID. Yes. Because COVID happened and we couldn't physically yes. gather anymore. So then the whole digital, like with all like circle, with Facebook groups, with mm-hmm. all that really started to grow. And so I don't know why, but suddenly in my mind, a community just meant have a Facebook group and yeah. get people to join and that's a community. I think that's right though because I think that we were, to be fair, during COVID, the location was hyper-focused because of the fact, to your point, the first time in our lives we had to intentionally think about the where as a starting point because of all of these safety considerations. But also we're like, where is going to be the best place to f- create the real, as close as possible, the real life stuff. Mm. So I think to your point, that is actually really, it's a weird point in history that we had to go through. And then that just, because then Facebook groups, I remember blowing up and mm-hmm. doing really well and Circle and all of these places. So it becoming the dominant 
consideration I think that's right and fairly so too yeah and so suddenly it's like in my mind community just got replaced the word or the the definition of community just became Facebook group Mm. yeah or yeah became a platform yeah literally and I wow that was okay this is helpful actually because I'm starting to like unravel in my mind like the starting point and what it is that I now need to really flip in my mind Mm. if we go back to what it is that we're trying to do and in building a quote-unquote community it's let's put aside the place and the form of it right Mm. let's actually dig into what community means maybe to us to begin with and then what that could mean to anyone listening to this if they if you're and I would hazard a guess that as an entrepreneur most of us want to build a community in some form now I'm not going to say it has to you have to have it because I'm never going to say that but I would like definitely if you're trying to create probably that feeling of connection and maybe even create a feeling more than just the thing that you sell then a community makes sense Mm. and again when I say community I do not mean (laughs) place I do not mean I don't, I don't even mean a membership because I think that's also what's become the t- almost the another definition of community, right? Yeah. It's like a membership and people will pay me to be part of this community with call. Like that's also not what I mean, right? Let's yeah. just like strip it right all the way back to basics. Yeah. That could very much be the outcome, but it's not the thing. You're yeah. right. It's not the, that's just the form yeah. of something versus the actual substance of community. Yeah, for mm. sure. Okay, so when I think back to the few weeks ago when I was like feeling overwhelmed and we were sitting around a table and I was like I don't know what to and Ash said something really insightful he was like okay what is the definition of community to us and we went around and he kind of summed it up and he was like it's really about connection and access like two things connection and access connection and access with us and with each other and access to us and to each other and now when I think about that, I, again, I go, because my, my starting point is like a group, like a Facebook a place, group or yeah. something, a place. I'm like, oh, okay, well, that makes sense because that's how they connect with each other. But I'm like, is that right? I don't even know now if that is right because a connection is deeper than – and I realised this actually going to Waco, to Silos at Waco because we weren't there and knew people that were also wandering the grounds, mm. right? Like – the connection isn't talking to someone. Yeah, and Mm -hmm. it it could be to to like, I want to meet this person. But for me, it wasn't that. It's not primary, yeah. The connection was actually a feeling of knowing that you're somewhere that, how do I say this, that other people are also there for. Does that make sense? Like you have a common, yeah, it's not actually like in almost a very, what's the word, direct way where you're like, let me go and meet more people there and connect with them literally through conversation or something yes. to say, hey, we're also, insert commonality, but it's just actually being in a place that's assumed. Yes. And you get to experience just with your friends or maybe even there by yourself. I don't know how people do this. Yeah. But you experience that feeling because it's already a given that yes. you have that common values, whatever that is. It yeah. could be, like I said, it could be family. It could be that you actually like to create and curate spaces that are beautiful. Yes. It could be you, I don't know, there, there could be a ton of things, but I think that's probably what you're connecting with. And if on top of that, you happen to meet people there mm-hmm. and you strike up a conversation and then you meet people and connect with them in that sense that we understand it, that's great. But that's not, to your point, the driving factor. Yeah. You just know that when you go there, you're going to feel that feeling. Yeah, so it's actually a much deeper and this is really good for me me even talking it out because I always thought that community and connection was like at that level. Of, mm. I almost feel like it's 
I want to say superficial. It's not superficial, but let's, no. it's like the top layer, right? Yeah, it's like the, the tip of the layer. iceberg. Yes. And there's actually, it's actually not that. It's actually, there's actually so much more underneath that, which is where the connection comes in. And that's actually what starts to build community. It's not actually connecting people to each other. It's actually how do you create a connection to an individual person, to the values or the vibe, let's say, mm. of the thing that you're building. Yeah. And I would say, I'm just going to say this. I don't know if it's really true. I would say that then if you take that another step further, like why is that important? I think what ultimately happens with that person, in this case yourself or myself going to going to silos, is that when you connect more deeply with that value or that's being brought to life around you and it's, it's the external but really it's the internal and then it actually I think makes you feel more deeply connected with yourself mm-hmm. or at least the part of yourself that either is aspiring towards that value or that is important maybe you've forgotten yes it could be you know so I think I think that's and it'd be interesting to see what Carl and Alex who are friends who took us there would how they would put it because they obviously have a very external obvious value attachment to what Chip and Joanna have built but I think that's what it is. And it, the reason I think people, I think back to even why, I remember I was saying to you, these people are so busy, but they're making time to jump on calls with us for capture. But I think it's because that internal kind of like intrinsic drive comes from, they like the person they are when they're interacting with your brand. Mm. Because then you don't have to, This then it becomes very natural and people make time, not to, to your point, go hang out at a Facebook group and comment on people's posts. Yes. But whatever it is that you've created, they make time for it because it makes them more deeply connect with the value you represent because that makes them feel more connected with themselves. Yeah. And on top of that, with other people too, potentially, but not in every interaction. Yeah, interesting. So I think that makes a lot of sense. And then, so when we think about access then, and this is where I get a little bit unstuck because I'm like, Okay, so access is access with us, which people do have, you know, people DM me, they email me, all, all of that. Yeah. They have access to you, obviously. So access is definitely always there, which I think people do appreciate. And then there's access with each other. And mm. the most, I was like, okay, was this then why community has become Facebook group? It's, <laughs> it's a whole like access with each, to each other. But I don't think that's also the case because I'm saying this very generally, but really I mean it for us, right? Because there's yes. some communities and groups and stuff which are thriving and because the ideal person that they're building it for is their ideal audience Mm. when we thought about what that meant for us it's like well we're actually you know our whole thing is that we're helping these really busy entrepreneurs do this hard thing Mm. they don't have time to be hanging out in a facebook group or in heartbeat or wherever else and that took us a because we're like why is no one here, why is no one joining? Like, why is, does this not seem to be working? And it's like, well, because people, our people, don't either don't have the time or this isn't something that's important to them or mm. as in being in gathering spot is not important to them. Yeah. And so we really have to look at that and go, does that make sense for us? And if it doesn't, then what does access actually look like with each other? And I don't know if you had thoughts around this as well. I do. I can't pretend that they're fully formed, but, and they're very much percolating. But even as you were talking and the first part of our conversation, I was like, okay, if we keep extending that approach to the word access, to your point, I think what we've done to date is just hit the first layer and absolutely access to us via means and methods we know of that are like real time, that makes sense. But then you go, that's not sustainable either. And that's definitely not what we should build this upon. That almost just feels like 
that's available for those emotionally as an emotional moment between say friends but even if I think about friendship we're also busy that like we probably meet like maybe like once a month or things like that Mm. but the feeling of friendship is always there like especially those friends who you can catch up after three months and just pick up where you left off where you left off what actually goes into that friendship beyond just the the text and the call when you can so I think it's kind of going if we continue this trend of like going a, a layer deeper to me, it feels like, and now we have, I guess, the ability to think about creating access in different ways. When I think about access with each other, yep, there's maybe like how we've thought about it. But really what we're finding for Cap Show is when people want to connect with other Cap Showvians, they want to be either inspired or they want to be validated. And what I mean by that is if they're feeling a little stuck with their content maybe or their business, it could be as simple as going, what did people in this situation do? And it may not be jumping on a Facebook group and talking to someone because maybe you didn't feel like talking to someone Mm. right now because you're feeling down, right? But hey, if I could access information and obviously you have to repackage information to be more enticing than just words or things to consume, but to say, hey, so-and-so was, you know, at this stage in their business and this is what they did. It could just be a case study that is really inviting to read or engage with. But now they feel a sense of community and inspiration with someone else that they may not even meet in real life, let's Mm. be honest. But maybe they could. We could facilitate that. So I think it's really actually thinking about those more micro moments because that's still access. Yes. And the number of feedback that we get even about with you where people have said they've been Capturians for ages and they're like, I just love Deidre's podcast. I was listening to her talk about this. And you've forgotten you've even done that show, right? Or that particular episode. And then they feel, but they feel connected to you. And I'm not talking about parasocial relationships, (laughs) but it's more like that's a level of access that you're creating by being vulnerable in that moment and being open. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to jump on a call with this person to create access, but it's just having, I think, those things available But probably the challenge for us is like having it available in a way that we can contextualize it for them versus just going, go and search for it and find it, put the onus on them. And I don't know the answer to that, but I feel like we like that's how people want to feel connected. And then we can obviously layer that on with like real life interactions. And I think that's really important. It's not just a purely just asynchronous situation. But I think that's what it is, kind of meeting someone where they are right now with what they need, which is a very difficult task. I'm not suggesting that. But if we start off with that to go like, how might we do that versus going, oh, I need to be on my emails and my DMs and at all times. And you could be, but even then you're hoping that they reach out, right? That's the other part of it too. Yeah. And that might not always be the case for them. And you bring up a good point because we talk about, obviously we talk about content so much. We are in the business of content. And that's kind of, I think this is a hidden like weapon or I don't mean to make it sound like a bad thing. It's a good, it's like a benefit, a hidden that we're wielding it still. Like in a good, it's a positive weapon. Yeah. A hidden benefit of content is that it's, it is access to you. Yes. And, and I'm very, very, we're very intentional as you know, to be like, shelve the shorts and be focused on just a handful of platforms that you can be on but the more that and and we would always say you have more than one because then you're actually allowing people to have more access to you that's a really different way of thinking about content rather than just the very superficial I have to be everywhere so that I can try to be visible it's yes it's that but it's actually like why you're doing it is because you want people to have that access absolutely and I think we've We're already doing it. Maybe you and I didn't sit down and have this conversation. But to your point, if we take the example of the LinkedIn newsletter, 
again, you've already decided to be on LinkedIn, so mm-hmm. it's not adding something else. And we had that conversation about feeling overwhelmed and then deciding to shelve the shoulds. And you said, let's just rebrand the newsletter to shelve the shoulds. And the tone of the newsletter has changed from being obsessed with adding value and giving information, which is, like you said, adding value has to be important. But where it's more vulnerable, where it's more saying, hey, this is with the lens of entrepreneurship and this is, hey, you can't do all of these things, but this is what I've done, this is where I've, and it's a, it sounds very, when you say it like that, it's very obvious. Mm. But I think it's just those tweaks to say, okay, now hopefully people reading the newsletter or who are following you on LinkedIn, always, they were always there, but now hopefully feel a, ne- a different level of access to you because you are being, you know, kind of, you're just changing the perspective a little bit. Yeah. The content and the, the level of value you want to provide is still there. And to your point, we're already investing the time and energy to be on these platforms. I think it's just changing the intention and thinking about it with the, okay, how can I be more connected with the person reading this, even if it's, whether it's one person or a thousand people, and how can they feel a level of access to me? And then it's kind of going, we'll take it further to say that the, the call to action, if someone's reading this and really feeling it, now we have to be more intentional about where we lead them next to give them more access mm. without it being time on you, like literal yes. time on you. So I think that's how content can play a really good role in this. And the people who are great at this have been doing it for a long time. I guess, you know, we just didn't have the community lens on it. Yeah. And that's where they feel connected and you're not asking more of their time to go, actually, if you want that, jump over here and introduce yourself and talk to 10 people. But I don't want to be doing that right now. Yeah. Maybe once a year. <laughs> <laughs> and I totally get that because as an introvert, as someone who's shy and digitally awkward I'm like (laughs) that's not a that's not something that I would want to be part of so why would we assumptive right to say that people would I think even extroverts necessarily don't want to do that right yeah so why yeah why would we force that on other people okay this has been quite I hope as you're listening to this you're like you're probably like really confused about this episode because you're like I don't know where this is going (laughs) to be honest we didn't know where it was going either so I apologize for that I do like to be a little bit more prepared as for the podcast but I thought this was a really a really good one just to almost round the year out with because it's Christmas was by the time this goes live Christmas was yesterday oh yeah that's so, exciting and it is I find this period now the the this magical period between Christmas and New Year <laughs> everything's gonna get done everything's gonna get done but also it's it really is a time of reflection and for us 2024 is creeping up incredibly quickly so incredibly quickly and we kind of you know, I, I love and hate them. Like I hate them because no, I have so much more to get to do. <laughs> Don't leave me 2023. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. But I also love New Year's because it's like, it almost feels like a clean slate mm. in a way, right? Where mm-hmm. you can just be like, all right, we tried all the things and we a lot of things did not work. So how do we make this even better going to New Year? And yes. one of these things for us personally is community. And I would hazard a guess that for a lot of you, like, anyone listening to this, even if you have a really well-performing community, whatever that means and looks like to you, there's always scope for it to be better. Maybe even just needs to refresh. Like mm. I find that communities are like that, that it's never just said and forget. Yes. And so I like this whole, and we're definitely going to go into way more detail in Capshobians Live. Actually, Bono and I have a dedicated session just on community and this is just a start, right? Mm. Like how we're thinking about it now is a start, but we're going to be, by the time that Capitovian's Live rolls around, which is going to be in, oh my gosh, a month's time. Even less. Even less. We're going to have very tangible steps in terms of how we've thought about it, what we've implemented and what we would encourage 
fellow entrepreneurs to be how we would encourage them to think about mm. um, their community as well. And But it's just such a great time because community, I think, is the blood source. The blood source? No, the blood. The, I feel like it's not it, but I don't know what it is. No, yeah, it's unrelated. Yeah, anyway. but it, what's the heart? The light blood. Oh my gosh! Yeah, the blood. <laughs> I knew blood was in there. Yeah. <laughs> so, I genuinely do believe it's a lifeblood of thriving business. Yes, um, because if you don't have a community, there's no way that you can create raving fans. And I don't mean community like a Facebook group or a you know. I do mean community in the way that we're thinking about it now, which is that connection, that access, and I don't, and like, it's like deep connection mm. and deep access because without that, people, you're just another commodity. Yeah. You're just another tool, right? Another bill. Another, yeah, another bill, exactly. So unless you can build that community, whatever that means and looks like for you, then I would hazard a guess that you don't have a business, mm. like a truly sustainable one. Mm. And so this is what I've been thinking about more and more. And this is what we're going to be putting a lot of mind to and what we're going to be sharing more about in, at Capturavian's Live. So this is just another call. Uh, this is now the call to action for this episode, which is if you do not have your ticket to Capturavian's Live, you are missing out on a massive, massive opportunity to really kick 2020 off in the year 2024 off in the right way. Because I know, like I'm not, I'm speaking from the sense of, yeah, we're putting some things together, but I personally am so looking forward to learning from the other speakers myself, mm, yeah, personally for our business and connecting with all of the other, it's a very intimate group that's going to be there, but connecting with everyone to be like, well, what are you doing? What are you thinking about? And what are you focusing on? How, A, how can I support? But also in a way, like how can we maybe work together or collaborate to make the things that we're looking to do even better yes. in 2024? Yeah. That's what I'm like selfishly. It's like creating this event for me to get things out of it. But like the great thing is by doing that, I'm guaranteeing that everyone else is going to get that, if not more, totally. out of it as well. Yep. That's what That'd I'm excited, awesome. excited about. So if you don't have your ticket to Capshovians Live, go to www.capshovianslive.com. And that is happening in Orlando in January 23rd and 24th. So it's today, today workshop intimate style event and we are going to be looking after you the whole two days it's going to be amazing it's going to be amazing okay well thank you so much for joining us i hope you had an amazing amazing christmas or however you like to celebrate with your family and friends and your close ones and i cannot wait to really like to really to get go into 2024 with you with a bang so thanks for listening this is deidre shen this is bonarai and stay Stay awesome. awesome